Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. We got a message to encourage you and let you know that no matter what you're going through, there's still glory coming. And it's coming after this. Clap your hands. Come on. Email us at globalgospel17 
at gmail.com. And we're also on social media, so we want you to like us and look us up on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter at Global Gospel, so you can connect to us in any of those ways. All of our shows are archived, so certainly you can uh, go back and listen to any of our shows at any time. We thank God this afternoon for all of our listeners, those that are in the United States, those that are in Norway, those that are in Germany, those that are in Canada, in the north, the south, the east, and the west. We appreciate you listening in and tuning in to Global Gospel, for the gospel is good news. It is the power of God unto salvation, and we want everybody to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the gospel heals, delivers, saves, and it sets free. It lifts heavy burdens. It destroys the yoke of bondage. Whatever you're going through in life, know that the gospel can change your situation. Our theme scripture here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And it says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So the gospel is only hid to those that are lost. The gospel is plain and simple. The gospel is free. And we thank God for the gospel on this afternoon. There's so many things going on in the world, but we want you to be encouraged. We want you to be uplifted and inspired knowing that God can do all things but fail. And as J.J. Hairston said, there shall be glory after this, no matter what you're going through. We do have a special guest uh, that we will be hearing from in a few minutes. Um, on the past few weeks, we talked to our um, Christian educators um, this week. and the following week, uh, we'll be talking to some young pastors and some uh, that are up and coming on the scene, and so we'll be talking to people that are, uh, in ministry, uh, perhaps you haven't heard of them, uh, but if you're in their local area, you certainly can visit them or shout them out or tune in. And because of things like social media, uh, we are all connected, and it makes it that much easier for us to connect with each other. Um, at this time, we're going to, uh, before our guest uh, comes on, there is a song a song says simply, your love it comes from uh it is by the psalmist rain so please tune in and listen uh your love and immediately following that we will be hearing from our special guest that is in
love, it never fails. God bless you. I am back. And in studio, we have with us Elder Pastor Paul Porterfield. Pastor, how are you this afternoon? Oh, man, I'm blessed. How about yourself? I'm blessed. Can't complain. God is good. Yes, indeed. Very much so. I love that song, Your Love, God's Love Never Fails. And that's what we're all about here at Love Nation, about God's love and chasing after God's heart. Man, I want to say I'm honored, and I appreciate you for having me on your show today. Well, we well we thank God for you. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to to be here, uh, to all our listeners that are listening around the world. And um, I, I think the best way, of my past, I always say this, there's a person that can uh, they can introduce themselves. Um, there's so much that I could uh, say to our listeners, and certainly they can. Um, you can tell them more about yourself and how they can find out more about you. But I just do want to say that uh, Pastor Porterfield is someone. Um, it's actually a classmate from a while back. <laughs> so yes, I've known them for quite a while, and I, it is certainly. Uh, and I can think of so many people that I went to school with that are no longer here, and I certainly can say that is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And I'm grateful uh, just for life, health, and strength. Uh, that we are here to share in ministry. So, Pastor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, yes, indeed. Like you said, man, I grew up in um, New York, Hempstead, Long Island, uh, some parts of Queens, so I had the opportunity to see that rough street life. Uh, I'm a product of Hempstead, graduated Hempstead High School, um, started ministry at a very early age, uh, came from my home, my father's a pastor. My grandmother is an evangelist. So I basically, I am ministry. I, I've seen good ministry. I've seen bad ministry. And I'm just a product of ministry, you know. So that, that that's good to hear. So you, um, at least you, you, you saying that you basically have some foundation in the church. So it came, it was a part of your um life. Um, who do you who ha, who influenced you the most? You you know you mentioned uh, your home, your grandmother. Who influenced you most in your uh, Christian journey? In this this Christian walk, I have a I've had a lot of influence. Uh, growing up, of course, my father and my grandmother, my grandmother being evangelist, I believe that she instilled the missionary side of things in my life because she traveled across the world helping folks, and I think that played a major part in why I'm so hungry to help other people, help other cultures, help help the local, abroad. I think that played a major part. Then, of course, my father, Apostle P. Jonathan Porterfield, he uh, he gave me the preaching tools to maneuver, maneuver the gospel. And um, I think growing up in New York, one of the churches that I went to was uh, the late Bishop uh, Frank Otho White at Zion Cathedral in Freeport, New York, played a major part in my ministry at a young or at an early age. Okay, that that's just that's a blessing that you had so many people um, to pour into your life. Now, as as a as a child. Is this something that you always did? You always want to pursue ministry, or was it something like you know most of us? Okay, my parents they making me go to church, and so I have to go. Yeah, I think at at a very early age it was. Well, one thing my my mom always sent us to to South Carolina in the summers, so that played a major part in my ministry because my grandmother at three four years old used to always make us me a couple of my cousins. Thing to the elderly, so we had an evangelistic ministry growing up. We we was okay. the choir, you know. We did okay. uh, the meals on wheels, and we went in and and sat with the elderly and evangelized to the elderly. It was just something, and I believe that's what developed a hunger and a passion for me to seek Christ. Okay, that that's certainly a blessing. So um, yeah, so you you once you have age. As the Bible says, you certainly can speak for yourself. So, with all this instilled to you, so now you, at a young age, you begin to uh, you accept your call into the ministry. And what what was that like? Stepping out as an individual. 
stepping out as an individual coming from the shadows of family, uh, it was very much different. I accepted okay. my calling at, well, I, I actually, I lost the love for Christ at around 10 because of some things that transpired in my in my life. Okay. Um, and then I regained the love for Christ around 16. But even during during my relationship with Christ and, and coming back to the gospel, I dealt with I dealt with the humanity side of me dealing with depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, I tried some some drugs and I, I tried living the lifestyle of a rock and roll. You know, I, I was a DJ for a while for a season of my life. So a lot of this played uh, a lot of this played a great part in. Who, in my in my genetic makeup of who I was going to be in Christ. Okay, I hear you. And and you just mentioned something that um you just mentioned the word depression, and uh, so many people battle that, and perhaps we have over the years downplayed depression and overlooked depression. And as I um listen to the news um. Just I think it was yesterday. Um, we lost the rapper. Um, yeah. And there was somebody was saying something about you know they 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 were in a deep state of depression and mental illness. And how would you somebody may be battling with that? What how would you say how how can we deal with depression as the body of Christ or as a family member or as a friend? How can we recognize that people are depressed and then help them through it through it? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Mental illness is real. I must say that. Um, so many times I've heard preachers say, oh, mental illness, that's nothing but a spirit. And, and you know, I believe it, it plays a part. I believe you get deliverance from the spirit of mental illness, but then you still need to seek help. You know, you need someone to talk to. You need someone to guide you through this process. It's like, okay, it's just like salvation. Now I'm saved. Now what? So now that you've right. cast out this spirit of mental illness, now what? How right. how do how do someone help me cope with dealing with the depression or how does someone help me cope with my suicidal thoughts? And depression it there's signs that you can see, you know. You can go from you can you have mood swings from being up to being down, uh, from being around people and then you don't wanna be around people. So there's signs there. I I believe everyone should take there should be someone in the church that takes mental illness serious enough to go seek some type of counseling training so they can counsel the church because one thing the church lacks is counselors. A lot of times we just want to cast out the spirit, but then we don't want to deal with the the man, the natural process of it. Right. Right. So basically we have, we have to be realistic about it and we can't just, um, you know, push it to the side and say, "Oh, we just praying for brother so and so, or we praying for sister so and so." We have to be proactive. With very this much so. Issue. Very much so. Uh, I believe that you know, and everyone, if, if they're dealing with something or someone, even if they just need someone to talk, they should seek the advice of a therapist or a counselor. You know, right. Right. that that'll help. That'll help things go a long way. Right. And and um. Perhaps like some other issues you talked about suicide and depression. What have you noticed since you've been in ministry, or or just growing up in in life? Life is a is the greatest teacher itself. Um, have you noticed that other young people battle some of these issues? Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people battle the issues. I know one thing our culture our culture teaches that. We don't go speak to nobody. We don't go seek counseling because it's it's frowned upon. And right. I think that's what caused a lot of the hurt is because of our, our very own ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think right. as, as the culture, as, a, as an African-American culture, we say, oh, you don't need, ain't, ain't, there's nothing wrong with you. Or you're just looking for, you're seeking attention. But there's right. something in, in a person's mind that has triggered thoughts. That wants them to be suicidal, you know. And um, even even in my own case, 
my thoughts were my thoughts. There were plenty of times where I just didn't want to be a part. I didn't feel like I I I I didn't feel like I fit it in, and I was always on the in crowd and things that transpired from from my household and you know things that transpired from my community where I didn't want to be. Well, I did not. I just wondered what would things be like if I wasn't there. And um, when when I told someone about it, they said, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with you because if you wanted to do it, you would have done it already." That's not the case. I think what happens is they want to do That's it. That's not encouragement but, either. Right, right. They want to do it, but they're also seeking someone to say, no, you're valued. Right. And I believe that that's what happened. That that's what took place. Someone said, you know, someone one of my classmates really just said, hey man, you know, you have value, you have worth. You know, things would be different if you wasn't here. You wouldn't make me laugh, or you know, you wouldn't make this individual smile. So I believe a lot of times people are seeking attention in some sort, and because they don't get it, that's what actually leads them and push them to that breaking point. Right. Right, and um, and and we should we should be there for our brothers and sisters. The Bible says it's iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his brother. And um, it 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 really is an issue inside the church and outside the church. Um, it was I think it was last week too. I, I think a pastor in uh, California um, committed suicide. So yes. we do have to um be aware of depression and 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 let people know that listen. That now death is uh, pretty much final. Like there is, once you uh, take that uh, route and to end your life, that that's it. You know, you can't change your mind once you're on the other side. You know, right. unless you know, unless God, well, of course, you know, unless God, you know, intervenes in your situation. But that that that's final, and so we have to um, be mindful, and we also have to be mindful of how we treat others because sometimes we don't um, individuals don't also always treat people. Um, with respect and love, and that, that causes people to go into certain states of depression as well. We have to be mindful of how we um, affect others. Um, so you're you're young, you're in ministry, um, you're spreading the gospel, um, you're dealing with your own uh, personal issues, and then okay, fast forward through all of that. Uh, you are now a pastor. Yes, yes. And I thought I lost my mind. I don't know what in God's green earth would would tell me to be a pastor. But I'm excited. I'm loving it. Um, I'm loving it. I'm loving the opportunity to help God's people. Uh, I'm I'm loving the opportunity to defend God. That's my biggest thing. Uh, I'm able to defend the gospel. I think that's what I love about it, you know. Um, so of course I went to uh, I went to school. I, I'm a, a, a product of Moody Bible, and uh, now I'm I'm back in school working on my bachelor's in um, at Liberty University. Okay, so blessing. While while I'm on this journey, um, I'm I'm just enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying God. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Love Nation. So Love Nation, uh, just a little bit of history. We've been planted. We planted about April of of this year. Okay. And um, we're going strong. We're we're going strong. Uh, within the next few months, we're looking to open up a sister campus. So God is doing God is doing what He do at a rapid pace, and I'm so excited about it. Okay, that that is a blessing. So now, um, how did you make that transition? From just being a uh, gospel preacher to uh, being a pastor, because that's like a that's a major transition. It's a difference from you know preaching a Sunday here, Friday night here, preaching a revival, and now uh, as a shepherd, that is a new responsibility. Yes, man, indeed. Um, long story short, I was thrown into it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best way to learn how to swim They say if they throw you in yeah. the water You'll learn how to swim Yeah I was uh, I was thrown into it um, um, I came down Some things transpired with my dad And you know my dad is a, is a, is a pastor And he's been preaching the gospel For over 40 years And he said son you know I need your help 
So I, I moved here. I uprooted my family, and we moved down here. And then I'm, I'm also thankful for that. Cause, uh, just a little side note. I've always told okay. my wife that I wanted to, I wanted to do gospel. I wanted to do ministry with my dad. So it's a blessing that I'm here now, and I'm able to do ministry with him side by side. Because a lot of people wish they could, but they can't. Right. So that has been a blessing. Um, but yeah, I got here. He was like, "Son, I need your help." And I'm like, okay. He's like, all right, now, you're Pastor Porterfield. This is going to be a church. I need to take a break. So <laughs> I was kind of just, you know, thrown into it. And I'm living and I'm learning and I'm loving Christ. That's that's my story and that's what I'm sticking to, man. Okay. Um, before, we, before we go to a break, how about you uh, just tell uh, listeners the uh, – Location of your church Yeah, yeah So um, we were originally at 1810 Bainbridge in Pensacola, Florida But God has blessed us with A a greater building at 2700 West of Vantee Street In the lovely city of Pensacola, Florida 2700 West of Vantee Street Pensacola, Florida 32505 And uh, all my social media Is Life of P. Jonathan Okay all right. So um, once again, uh, we have in studio with us Pastor uh, Paul Porterfield of Love Nation in Pensacola, Florida. And our uh, phone number here in studio, if you so desire to call in or if you want to shout us out, you can call in at 619-924-0800. And he's been talking to us about uh, being a young man growing up in the church uh, the challenges and struggles that he's had, that we have all had as being young people and now uh, becoming a pastor um, and a shepherd and ministering to others. Um, we are going to take a break. We'll be right back. Tasha Cobb Leonard, gracefully broken. Stay tuned and be blessed. about your uh, serving in ministry along with your father and so many in the natural sense and in the spiritual sense is a totally different thing but it's similarities um, there's sometimes a father son conflict you know um, how can you how can a person in ministry what would be your advice to someone in ministry of how to deal with that because sometimes when you're in ministry um, 
older people and not just you know just fathers it could be mothers or whatever older people have trouble relating to this generation and what would you say about the generation divide and how can we best deal with those two generations yes yes indeed um that is that is a true statement struggle the struggle is real um i, hear you. I would definitely say patience be patient um one thing i hear most most of the time from my father uh my father is very old school tradition um and i'm not opposed to it and i, I always tell him i embrace tradition but i'm not traditional there's a big okay. difference uh, so we always have to embrace the tradition because that's where we come from, right? But we don't have to be traditional, meaning that we don't have to, we don't have, I love now, don't get me wrong, I love being in service um, all the time. Growing up, I was in the service, I was in church six days a week. <coughs> some people need that. But some people, we are, not all right, people. Some people, right, some people need that. Uh, but we are, in a, we are in a generation now where the millennials, um, and I hate, I hate, I know we use millennials and we separate the, the baby boomers and the generation X, but we are in a, we are in a place where people are really chasing after the heart of God now. It's not about just being on the altar, closing your eyes and praying, but we're back in a season where people truly want to see God move. They want to see his hand at work. And um, so if I can give any advice to someone that's ministering along in a seasoned vet, I would definitely say patience. It would help. It will help you in more than one way. Uh, I, my father always okay. tells me, "I hear you. I hear you." It just takes me time to to apply what you're saying. Okay. So I think that patience is patience is is virtue, and um, because what it is, I think I think and I know in my situation what it is. They don't want to feel like that we're taking away from what they've already established. Okay, I hear you. You know, so I would definitely say patience. So, so what 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 would you say is different about um, maybe your technique of pastoring, or different about your church that is different than the church that we may have, you have may have grown up, or I may have grown up, or we have grown up. What what's different about your church? Okay. Um. As far as far as the church as a whole, or just this process with me moving with my father, me being alongside well, well, not my necessarily father. with your father, but um, what separates uh, your ministry from the next ministry next door? Definitely, definitely. So basically, my ministry is, is, is legitimately built on love. It's legitimately built on the gospel of how how can I serve you. You know, it's no longer how can you, what can you do for us? We, we are about how can we serve you? We want to serve you as God serves. You know, the biggest key to ministry is being a servant. So we okay. want to meet your needs on a natural level because I believe that if we can meet your needs on a natural level, it, you know, then we can meet your needs on a spiritual level. One, and, and I take that, I take that whole, wholeheartedly because when God fed the multitude, even he knew that they were tired. And he knew before mm-hmm. he can preach the gospel to them, he had to feed them. He had to give them. He had to give them a natural nourishment in order for him to give them a spiritual nourishment. That's true. So we, we've just adapted that principle, and we're, we're meeting the needs on a natural level, and then we're feeding them. Uh, we're feeding them the spiritual, and we're just watching God flourish throughout this whole community. Okay. I so um and you mentioned that you uh. You're a product of Moody. Uh, you're currently with Liberty. So you've been educated, and you have a different knowledge of the word or a deeper uh, knowledge of the word, or if you've seen the word or the Bible in a different light. How has that affected ministry for you? Because a lot of times we, we hear things in church, and, you know, like you said, growing up in traditional church, you hear a lot of things and you see a lot of things, and a lot of things aren't necessarily Bible, but we hold on tradition and true tradition. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with tradition because everything has its place. And you, you need a little bit of everything uh, for everybody to reach out right. to everybody. So how has your, um, your uh, higher learning affected 
ministry or your understanding of God's word? Uh, it, it, I believe my my higher learning gives me the it gave me the ability to approach the scripture from a different angle. Okay. It um and it it allows me to talk. It allows me to to have conversation with those who have higher learning when it comes okay. to when they approach the scriptures because you have some people who just who just scratch at the surface of the scripture. Right. But you have some who, who dive deep into who, who, who are who are apologists and you have those who have taken the Greek and who have taken Hebrew. So it gives me it gives me the ability to talk to all people. And, and you know right. for lack of a better word, it, it gives me the ability just to, to conversate with, with every man. Okay. That that's truly a blessing because um we do have to remain relevant and the way and this uh generation of young people and I won't say the the millennial word but <laughs> but this this generation of because it's not it's not all young people some of the some of the people are a little older too aren't accepting um do as i uh do as I say so people are, are asking questions these days people are, yes. are um they want answers i mean young people um as a young person that like, we were pretty much taught. Um, not to ask questions, you know, off the record. Right. Don't right, ask questions. Right, right. Just go, whatever. But you do can't tell say, young people. Right. And today <laughs> you can't tell people not to. You can't tell people or young people. You can't tell anybody not to ask questions because everybody is involved in some type of a battle or some type of uh, movement. Me Too movement, Black Lives. You know, all lives, blue lives. You know, everybody has a cause. That right. they're after um, So it is important As you said that we're able to Relate to people on all different levels Because you can't tell anybody um, Just pray because I said so Or just right. stand at the altar because I said so Or just read because I said so People want answers Yeah so, um, I, You're right I think one of the biggest things One of the biggest things we get is Why why? What's, what's the purpose of me? Why do I need to stand at the altar? Why do I, or why do I need to close my eyes and bow my head to pray? Why? What is the reason of this? And, and that's what we get a lot of in this area. You know, everybody, it's all about everybody. It's, it's why. Right. And and at this and at the same time, we do have to um, teach people that you know sometimes where why doesn't give you an answer, you have to have. Uh, that's where your faith comes in. Right. And and your your belief and some things you you just aren't gonna have an answer to. But as you grow in the faith or you grow in the Lord or grow in Christ, um, you will have, you know, you will get some things you will just understand that in a way that nobody can explain it to you because um, I do believe that you know salvation is personal. So a lot of times, what may work for somebody else may not. You know, work for you, as you said. You don't have to. And as as far as being in church six or seven days a week, it's just in a day and time like this, um, it's just not possible sometimes for people right. to be in church that much because of their family schedule, their work schedule. The whole dynamic of life is different. Right. And, I, I totally agree. And, and not only that, we are we are. I hate to say it, we are a lazy generation because of technology. <laughs> You know, we can why go to yep. church when I can watch it? I can watch it on Facebook or I can watch it on YouTube and I can be in the comfort of my home. Like, I don't even have to get dressed anymore to go to church. I can get some sweat, sit on the couch, eat food, and still be in service. That's true. You know, I that can, I can pay tithe. I can pay tithe and offering online. That's true. So, so, so how do we deal? How do we deal with that? Um, Reminding people to forsake not to assemble themselves. How do how do we deal with that? Honestly, I believe if, if the way technology is going, the only way we can do it is is be a technological church. You will have those who still want to be in in the presence of God and want to be want it want to gather together and join together. But then, if we could. If we could, I would definitely make it like a question and answer on social media in the middle of service, you know, like make people right. participate. How can I participate in church if I can't make it to church? Right. So okay. I think I think that would be that would be 
Matter of fact, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have our people look into it because I think that would be something awesome where we can just say, Hey, pastor's preaching from this. I know I can't make it to church today, but my question is this, just in case I didn't hear him answer it, why did such and such do this? Because we are in a wide generation. You know, or how how can I apply this to my life? In the, in the natural sense So I believe that with, with social media We can adapt with social media And still still have the gospel Right I I definitely understand that And um, there are some things People should know that there And I and I, people tell me that all the time Well I, you know I really don't have to Go to church or you know um, I'm I'm more spirit I'm spiritual anyway You know we get all these um Rebuttals and but there is something uh, there's a difference in being as you said in the presence of God and and watching something on TV. I mean I watch people on TV as well. You know I have my televangelist that I like to watch in my spare right. time, but I don't I don't replace that with church. You know, right. um, but I think those are all um, so, social media and um, television and computer and radio all. Means of you know just keeping yourself refreshed uh, through the week until it's time for you to uh, meet up again. Um, well, um, you know we're nearing the end of the hour, so uh, is there anyone you'd like to shout out? Oh man, of course, man. Like I said, I appreciate you for having me on here. Um, my my brother in the gospel, I have so many. Uh, Rob Prophet Robert Marshall. Pastor Dion Campbell, uh, Pastor Nino Vega, man, I love these are some great guys. If y'all want some some good brothers to fellowship with, I would definitely look them up. Uh, like I said, Robert Marshall, Nino Vega, Dion Campbell. It's a group of guys that just love Christ and they're chasing after the heart of God. Um, of course, link up with my father, uh, P. Jonathan Porterfield. Um, these are guys who I can honestly, who I can say. You know, these guys have have the heart, have a heart for God, and I believe they have the heart of Christ. Um, They're not they're not legalistic. They're not stuck on traditional values. But again, we all brace the tradition that we've come from. Right, right. And and one thing I would definitely say, if you can go outside of your norm. If you're not if you're not a member of a church and you're looking for church. Don't just go to the church that your mother went to or your grandmother went to. Find a church for yourself. Find a church where you can be active in ministry. Don't go to a church where you're just taking up a seat. Right. And that that is so important. And that's why a lot of people, um, I believe that a lot of people, you know, fall away from churches because they're coming in not doing anything. Right. And um, they get bored. And they they think nothing is going on. Something is going on. You're just you're just you're not just, participating, right? And what's going on? There's a lot going on. No matter Man. how large or small the church is, you can always find something to do. Um, uh, you you're right, and I, I totally agree with that. It's not it's not again. It's not like church in the days. The only thing you could do was either be an usher, or sing on the choir. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 So um, and also, um, so w- while you're doing all this, while you're pastoring and uh, preaching, uh, you have a family as well. Yes. And uh, how do you balance all of this? Man, all my, of that? I, I I totally believe God. Man, God said, you know, Him first, family, then church. My family comes before the church. Um, I believe that. Uh, I have a lovely wife, Dr. Porterfield, who I, I'm I'm in love with, as if I was in love with her from the first day I met her. Uh, we have a 13-year-old, a 2-year-old, and we have one on the way. We have a little girl on the way. So I'm excited. Um, I'm embracing this thing called dad. And okay. they say I'm doing a good job. So <laughs> I'm just, like I said, man, I'm loving God, loving my family, and I'm doing for the church. That That is a, um, that is a blessing. And um, it's good to hear that you have your... Uh, Priorities in place because so many people uh, blame the church for you know messing up their family life, uh, but um, that isn't the case as long as you know your place and their place and everybody knows their place and God, um, 
we can do it better together. Oh, so yeah, that, for sure. Um, that is certainly a blessing. Um, I'm going to take a break, and um, we're going to come back, and we're going to let you uh, close out in prayer, give us your uh, final uh, remarks and conclusion and sum up all that you would like to say. Once again, you're listening to Global Gospel, our special guest, Pastor Paul Porterfield, Love Nation in Pensacola, Florida. Our number here is 619-924-0800. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Everything is just going opposite. Anybody ever been there where it seems like you were doing all you knew to do and still you took two steps forward and you took five steps back and you said... You're saying, God, what you know? What in the world is going on? And I was sitting in my kitchen, and, and, and I didn't understand it. And then these words came. I said, Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Even if I try, cause you've been so good. Lift your voice. Come on, tell them today. chase after God the way someone else do it. You don't have to you you might not jump, you might not shout the way you worship God. You might just be humbled and, and sit there with your hands folded. I would definitely say chase after God in your own way and and allow God to do what he has to do in your life. Uh, that That is um, well put uh, as far as concerned to be an individual because so many people don't know how to be an individual, you know, and that causes yeah. all types of um, identity crisis, and they just can't fit in, and loneliness, and yeah. all those things come into play. So we appreciate you uh, for sharing with us on this afternoon. Uh, shout out to uh, Love Nation, uh, all the way in Florida, where I'm yep. sure the weather is uh, a lot hotter than it is here in New York. <laughs> Indeed, and uh, uh, we're cooling down a little bit here. That September is here, and we just had a heat wave last week. So, um, but we thank God uh, for God in the sunshine and the rain, the hot, cold. God is still yeah. God. Uh, Pastor, uh, can you uh, pray for our listeners uh, before you go about the rest of your afternoon? Yes, yes, I would love to. Uh, Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity of fellowship. God, I thank you for being God. I thank you for showing yourself mighty and strong in all things. I thank you for allowing us to see your glory in the the nature of life. I thank you for allowing us to see your glory in just our everyday walk with you. God, I, I pray for the listeners that are listening even right now. Whatever the situations may be in their life, God, I ask that you just put your hands in it. 
turn it around for their favor. And we'll continue to give you the glory. Either way it goes, God, we thank you for allowing your son to die on the cross for the remission of our sins. God, we thank you for, for your everlasting love. You have shown us the greatest love of all. You allowed your son to die for us. God, we thank you for that. So even right now, I ask that you let the words of our mouths and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, we seek to give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Man, blessings to you. Uh, definitely if you're in the Pensacola area We would love to have you uh, You can visit our website www.iamlovenation That's right We make it personal Iamlovenation.com Man uh, Reverend Lamar man I appreciate you for having me I, I'm I appreciate so ecstatic you. about this I mean you don't know you, You've blessed my soul on today Thank you And also I did, I did mention uh, You're also a radio personality as well um, yeah, yeah. I did, um, urban I did. praise. Right. 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 Uh, Urbanpraiseradio.com. We are um, we are a part of Moody Radio, um, and we're just watching God. We, we we're watching God do what it do. Right. So all our listeners certainly you can listen into Urban Praise at your convenience as well. Yeah. Man. Again, thank you. God bless you. And uh, we will. When I'm in Florida, I'll come look you up. Man, come and on, come nation. hang out. You don't have to get a hotel room. I want everybody to hear this today on the radio. You don't have to get a hotel room. You get down here, man. We'll take care of you. We'll put you up. You come stay at the house. We'll go do some fishing and eat some seafood. All right. Now, it ain't like City well, Island now. I'll tell you that. The seafood, <laughs> it, it ain't like City Island. I miss City Island. <laughs> right, right, right. But, man, All right. come on Well, down. there's only Hold one out. New York, so. That's right. And there's no place like home. That's right. <laughs> All right. All right. God bless you, and we are we will fellowship in the near future. Definitely, man. Blessings to you. Love you guys. All right. Love you. Take care. You've been listening to Global Gospel. And right now, let's take it to church. Jesus met me.
again, you all have been listening to Global Gospel with your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest this afternoon was Pastor Paul Porterfield of Love Nation Church in Pensacola, Florida. If you missed the beginning, you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global hyphen gospel and you can hear the entire show because we are archived. Again, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you, Pastor Porterfield. May you all have a blessed weekend and afternoon and continue to log in and stay tuned as we can listen to Jesus Medley, Pastor Donnie McClurkin. There's no other name under heaven that can save us. There is power in the name of Jesus. Take the name of Jesus. Take the Lord with you everywhere you go. You're going to need him. You're going to need him everywhere you go. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Well, somebody pray.